this is just some more life skills training that you're going to have to commit to learning or you're going to keep making these mistakes. I nodded as I got the expensive wisdom and it hurt. Hey, this is Michelle Spive, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So join me, your practical priestess of wisdom, as we get into to share or to shield. That is the question. I'll see you on the flip. Yes, the question. I actually had paid uh, to get a consult with someone about some things that I was trying to do in my business. And when she said what she said, it hurt. But it was a very valuable lesson that I had to come to grips with. And that it revolved around self-sabotage of what you share and what you shield. And After that, I started getting interested in learning about the concept of need to know, privacy, and boundaries. Uh, Not from a therapeutic standpoint of, you know, protect your boundaries, but from a standpoint of how we go about our daily life, um, whether it be in business or personal, interpersonal relationships or interactions. And I started learning some things. And that was this, because the um, consultant that I I went to, uh, they weren't talking, they didn't say things in in the way I'm about to say them today. Um, But what they said made sense. And that was, it was that I was going to have to figure out what I was okay with sharing, who needed to know it, and when to share it and when not to. And so today, I want to talk to you about this very important life skill, whether you own a business, whether you work for someone, whether you're in a relationship or whatever, and that is when to share or shield. That is the question. Now, for some of you, the first thing that might have come up to you is another issue that uh, other people have had to grapple with this, and that is things like infidelity or uh, character flaws or character missteps. That's another one. Um, as I even think about it, I uh, there is a question that a lot of people have, and uh, it's like this. If, for instance, you're out and about and you see a friend's significant other obviously out with someone canoodling, kissing, or doing something that shows that they are, they are quote-unquote cheating on their significant other, do you go back and tell the friend? You know, it's these kinds of questions that I want to, I want to try to put this, this concept and this question to of when to share and when to shield before you. Because like I said, when I had to learn and I had to pay for it because we were doing kind of like a postmortem of what went wrong and how I could have uh, done better. Uh, she looked at it and she was like, well, you let this person know too much. And that's why they were able to do X, Y, and Z before you were able to get this launched and all of that. And I was, she got me dead to rights. I, I was I was wrong and I had to learn that. Um, But also I started equating it with those times that I would get asked the interpersonal questions from people seeking counsel about, you know, how to deal with situations in their life that maybe they didn't ask for. Maybe, you know, they didn't want to know about with regards to when to share and when to shield. Okay, so let's just get into it and unpack uh, the the meat of what it is that we need to consider. 
Okay, so the first thing is, is I'm just going to say it. Not all information is made to be shared with all people. And not all information is made to be kept from all people. But which information that is, is going to come down to you. Now, I have gotten asked something by a friend that I thought was a really good question, and I'm going to be doing a full podcast on it. Um, but right now, it's in its gestation stage so that wisdom can have her perfect work on it. And that question is how to know wisdom's voice. And I will go on and say it when dealing with when to shield and to share, you're going to have to employ some wisdom. And that wisdom will probably be high wisdom, meaning that it is wisdom that contains or operates in the power of what we call the three O's. And I'll break those down in a minute because I don't want to be throwing so much at you so fast, but just give me a moment um, to deal with this piece by piece so it makes some sense and you'll be able to go and use it, okay? So with this information, first and foremost, I would say that when you're dealing with knowing something, deal with first and foremost, how you feel about what you know. One of the biggest got you's I'll say to people is, have you checked in with your own emotions? Have you digested and uh, slept on it even of how you feel about what you know? Now, for me, when I get a wisdom smack uh, or when I know something or learn something, I want to share it with the world. Oh, I'm just, oh, I'm chatty Kathy. And over the years, I have had to learn that you can't tell it all. You can't tell everything you know. You have to let it marinate and sit there and you have to allow it to have its perfect work. What I like to say with regards to these wisdom smacks that I have here is that I allow my creations to teach me and my creations are just the constructs of how the wisdom comes to me. Um, And like I said, I allow it to teach me because they teach me and let me know when they're ready to be shared and how. There are a lot of times I'll have notes. And you guys, if you ever see my notes for uh, what I share with you guys and stuff, a lot of times it won't make sense of why I can't share something that seems so benign. But then after the fact, and if I get the uh, leave or the okay to share it, it makes sense. And it might be because another wisdom had to be revealed so that I could temper it the right way. And I'm going to just say this, with learning what to shield and what to share, it's important for you to do that in today's world where nothing is ever forgotten and nothing is ever given a pass. And I will tell you, coming to you daily and putting these things out and into the great ether and and the unknown of um, of the cloud and and the podcast, I take a risk every day of saying something that could possibly come back to do me harm in the future. And so that's another reason why I, I was like, it's finally time to share this whole concept of a life skill that's more valuable than you probably even know. And that is what to share and what to shield. And so because of that, it will it will cause you to have to deal with how do you in- interact with information? How do your um, processes work through the information that you get that is turned into wisdom? 
And so that's the first thing I want to say. You know, so for instance, if you find something and you find that you need to marinate on it, which I encourage everybody, even if that's not your natural cause, I I would tell everybody, when you receive something that's insightful, that's new, marinate on it. And the next thing is, is once you have allowed your uh, yourself to become aware of, of your emotions about the new information, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent or whatever, then the next thing is, is I want you to try to vet it as much as possible. One of the things that I have um, been thankful for in learning how to research information is that qualifying the level of trustworthiness of information is valuable. In today's world, we become a salacious, we've become a truly salacious society where we lust for and are willing to give attention and coin to um, the gossipy, low-level information, the hearsay, the rumor, the quote-unquote projection, the, the sources say information instead of holding out for and even demanding the highly vetted and confirmed, validated, and um, peer-reviewed, if you will, information that takes more time. And because of that, it has made it where even our used-to-be trusted news sources of the world fall prey to this, because if they don't, they will become irrelevant because no one will listen to them because so many people are out there um, putting out information directly to the public, and the public is latching on to stuff. And so by the time um, the used-to-be authorities get it and try to do what it is they need to do to scrub it, Nobody wants to hear it because it's old news. And so it's a tragedy in one hand, but in another, there is a lot of wisdom in still understanding this, if not for the news outlets, but for yourself. All right. So that's another thing. So after that, I want, okay, so I want to repeat that the first thing you need to do is how do you emotionally connect or feel with it? And um, what do you want to do with it? If you want to share it and blurt it out to the world like I normally have to do, I'm going to tell you to take a pause. I'm going to tell you to sleep on it. I'm going to tell you to allow it to have its perfect work and how it wants to work through you. Because one thing about information and wisdom, when wisdom comes into your life, it is going to change your perception. It really is. It's just going to. Um, Going back to the question that my friend asked of how do you know when wisdom's voice is speaking? One of the things I I had to admit was that for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but for me, wisdom requires some some primary requirements before I am able to um, connect on that level. And those requirements kind of look like the list of, you know, of the seven charities. And, and, you know, because I have to use belief, faith, hope, trust, and love. But I also have to be willing to uh, never hoard, but never waste what I'm given when it comes to um, a, a particular wisdom. And, and so with that, I have learned that wisdom is a master weaver of different bits of knowledge and information. And when she is done with her weaving, It is like she is the ultimate alchemist where she produces a new understanding, a new product. And let me just give you a quick down and dirty of what alchemy is, because a lot of people have it twisted. A lot of people think alchemy is just turning lead into gold. And what you're doing is using a product 
to define an, uh, a concept. And what alchemy is, is alchemy takes the mundane and turns it into the magnificent. Alchemy is what uh, causes someone to take paper, uh, newspaper, and cardboard and some masking tape and turn it into a thing of art. You see, alchemy is always looking for lesser um, quality items to combine together to give you higher quality. And wisdom, when wisdom has her perfect way, when she's able to weave and bring in bits and bobbles of knowledge and information that looks like they come from the far reaches of understanding to put them together, that's an alchemical process that has to have time. And it has to be fed by your belief, your faith, your hope, your trust, even love and imagination. I'll, I'll go on and say that. All right. So those are part of how I look at wisdom's voice. Um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to devote a um, podcast to that, hopefully with time and everything. And when wisdom says I'm ready, I will be sharing that with you. But for right now, I want to get back on to how to know when to share, when to shield. And another thing, before I go any further, let me just say this. It's not just about when to share something. It's also when to take in something and when to when to allow yourself to have it and when to shield yourself from it. You know, it's amazing to me, and I, I'm choosing my words carefully here because I am not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying it is amazing to me how gullible and um, how uh, childlike people have become with the types of information they allow into their hearts, into their minds, into their spirit, into their psyche. Um, because just because you develop the life skill of using wisdom on what to share and what to to shield away. Not everybody does. And so there are some things that you should not ever allow into your understanding. Not everything should be seen. You know how they put the graphic warnings up? You know, only look at this if you can handle it. I believe that that needs to be something that is not just implied, but reminded for whenever someone is is spouting out all manners of craziness. And the reason why I say that is because people don't understand how easy it is to become indoctrinate, indoctrinated and uh, radicalized and even cultized. Um, I'll just say it. I, I put together a podcast on uh, the, the four necessary components of a cult and wisdom will not give me leave to release that as of yet. I don't know if I'll ever be able to put that podcast out, but I'll just say that when I was in seminary, I was taught this from that standpoint. And when I was in my psychology master's program, I was taught it from that standpoint. And so the knowledge I have about that is for real. But the life skill of when to share and when to shield, thankfully, is working on me because not everyone needs to know everything. And not everybody realizes that with that same measure, you don't need to receive everything just because it's there. There are certain things that you don't realize can traumatize you um, and it will affect and taint the way you do things from here on. You know how people say, I can never unsee that. I can never unhear that. It's because those things have gotten in and just the very exposure to them 
does a basic down to the bone and marrow work on who you are and changes you. So also be careful of what you receive as well. Employ these filters on that side. So now that I've, I've taken that time to say that, let's get back on to what to share, what to shield, and, and how to answer that question. Okay, so the next thing I want to say about this is to know how to do no harm. That's a big one. I thought it was going to be to protect myself and all of this. And what I learned as I started um, understanding, because what I did was, is I'll just tell y'all, I started studying the levels of uh, classified that the U.S. government uses because there are different levels of security clearance. And uh, one of my siblings used to work for the government and the job that they had at the time required that interviews be done by different people, including, you know, me. I was like, what? And I mean, I got asked questions um, about our childhood and stuff. And so at the time, the, the government was very thorough and uh, how they vetted my sibling before they gave them the okay to, to get a clearance to do a certain job. And it was eye-opening for me. And so once I got this, this, this tap on the hand that you messed up, you, you know, released too much information and, you know, it caused harm and, and all this kind of stuff. I, like I said, I started trying to understand how to handle quote unquote sensitive information. So I started learning the classifications of security. What does it take? And then I started looking at how um, people were deemed worthy or um, capable of handling information. And I started looking at compromising and how to uh, prevent your information from making someone else compromised. And then I remembered when I used to work for an airline, the particular job that I had, I had to go every six months to our company's legal team where I went through training and I had to sign off that I had gone through this training that said things like, because of this information, you are considered XYZ, meaning that I could not buy stock uh, and profit from things because it would be considered insider trading. I couldn't share certain information lest that happen. And whomever I shared it with, even if it was third party hearsay, if they could trace it back to coming to me, then I was liable and all of this. And so all of these bits and bobbles of information that I had experienced in the past, wisdom started to weave them together to start to show me that one of the biggest life skills you'll have is to know when to talk and when to keep your mouth shut, when to reveal and when to shield, when to share and when not to. And because of that, I then went back and remembered the three O's. Now, the three O's are usually attributed to deities, uh, like the all-knowing God. And I'll go over them real fast because I said I was going to come to them, but I, I wanted to make sure we had set that up before I got to them. So the three O's are this, omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. All right, so let me just give you quickly what they mean. Omni means all, okay? So omnipotence means all-powerful. Omnipresence means all-being, being everywhere, like pan, panoramic or whatever. And then omniscience from niscience or, you know, ish, you know, where we get science and all of that means all-knowing. And 
what I came up with when I started learning how to do this and, and starting learning actually just the basics of how to, you know, have self-management and containment over sensitive information was that these were the, the, the precepts, the pillars that I would build uh, all my concepts on. And that was that because when it comes to your world, you're all powerful, all being, all knowing, or you should be. That means that because of that, you have to make it where this power does not consume and make others compromisable. Okay. And so that's what got me to start looking at the right to know versus the right to be blissfully ignorant. You know how that saying says ignorance is bliss? There is some some real realness behind that statement. You know, there is a burden of knowledge. There is a burden of knowing. If you don't believe me, look at powerful people and see how fast they gray. Why is it that gray hair is a sign of wisdom? It is because the more you know, the more of an extraction of your vitality is required to maintain that knowledge in the proper way. And another thing I want to say about to share or to shield When you share what should be shielded, then the power of wisdom is extracted from you. Wisdom pulls back a little bit and and you get into follies and all these things. Have you ever seen a brilliant person who tips, dips into the absurd? And I'm not going to talk about conspiracy theories and that because Conspiracy theories are for people who actually have a great perception and who, if they decide to, they can make connections between various points and come up with something. And I'll also say this on a lot of the conspiracy folks, sometimes, (laughs) depending on how powerful they are, they can actually make it where this stuff is self-prophesying, you know, so don't, don't stick your nose up at, uh, conspiracy. I'm just going to say that. All right. But the other thing is, is I want to get back to what we're saying is, is it's kind of up to you when you're dealing with information on the right to know. Is that a burden that you want to share with someone versus the right to be blissfully ignorant? Let me go back to the situation of the friend, whether or not they tell their other friend that their, their significant other is cheating. That's one of the things. Does your omnipotence, omnipresence, and um, on omniscience of knowing this situation, does it cause a freedom for the person or does it ca- cause a burden for the person? And one of the things I'm going to say is, is that I've had to learn is that it's a, it's a, it's a sharp sword, sword's edge that you got to balance with that because de- it depends. It really depends. Um, I've never had to be in that, in that situation, thankfully, but I have had people who've been in that situation who have actually asked me, what would I do? And at the time with the, all the, the best resources that I had, I was like, you need to have a conversation, not about the, the information, but about the what ifs. And you need to establish the relationship that you have with that person. What do they expect of you to qualify and to remain their friend? And because you have that conversation and you get that understanding, then you know whether or not to share the burden of the knowledge 
or to help them remain blissfully ignorant. And you'll be surprised at what happens. Now, let's 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 go go back to my my quote unquote self, you know, curriculum that I developed once I had this big snafu happen in my in my business because I told too much to the wrong people. So, of course, I went back and I started looking at security clearances and all of that. And then I remembered my days in um, human resources uh, when I was young, just coming out of school and the protocols for the need to know of who needed to know what and when. And I noticed that there was a reason why you had VPs, senior management, middle management, and uh, first line management, because the need to know the higher up, the more they needed to know. And most people got it confused. So we spent most of our time trying to make sure that the frontline managers who were dealing on the floor always kept their superiors in the know instead of just trying to handle it. Yes, handle it, but let them know because they're the ones who are not just paid, but made and qualified, hopefully, to handle this when it comes time to handle it. Too many times we had folks who were out of their depths trying to, to handle things that had gotten out of out of line only for upper management to come in and say, why didn't you let us know? We could have done X, Y, and Z to fix this. And so going back to those three O's, I want you to understand that you're in that upper management buck stops here position when you get information. And it is up to you, hopefully, to instill the right filters on yourself and to those who would hear you on what to know. I talked in a podcast a long time ago about the seduction of a secret. And secrets uh, are, are things that can be shared between people that binds them together in either um, a hostile situation or a um, sensuous situation. Think about how many people have affairs. And when you get down to it, it was never really about the sex. It was about the secret and the the salaciousness of that, not salaciousness, but the attraction of that secret that kept them doing it, you know, of getting away with the taboo. So there is, you have to understand there is a seduction to information as well. And thus, be on guard for when people say, oh, tell me, you can tell me, I can handle it, you can tell me, you know, and what you have to always be doing is looking at that right to know versus the right to blissful ignorance. You have to look and see that your three O's are not causing someone else to become compromised. And when I talk about compromise, remember I talked about um, my insider knowledge when I was working at the airline and also uh, when I learned about the classifications for our government, I'm, I'm in the United States, learning that if certain people know certain things, then they become attractive to spies and to people who would come in and spoil the whole thing. And so you have to make sure that people don't have certain vices that make them a ready target. You know, I never understood, well, why is it that you have to have this impeccable credit and all this kind of stuff to hold this position? And only to learn that if you have a lot of debt and you know a lot of things, what's to say a very powerful person, company, or country couldn't come in and offer you a lot of money to make all of those worries go away if you give them this information or go get it? 
That is a lot of times how people get into treasonous situations because they become compromised. And so you have to be careful of that. So as my time is coming to to a close, I want to tidy this up. And I want to say this, that one of the biggest life skills that you'll ever learn is how to handle wisdoms and knowledge. You will have to learn that there are certain things that should be shared, need to be shared. And then there are certain things that need to be shielded. And when I talk about the share and shield, it's not absolute either way. You will find certain gradients. Uh, Like, for instance, there are certain things that governments know that they'll allow their citizens to know a certain shading of it because to let them know something else would cause anarchy or trouble. Um, I was searching the other day on civilization, you know, you know, I'm trying to get this civilization game up and going and everything. And I was learning that it is actually good for a society to have a little bit of crime because not all crime is bad. Some of the crime actually moves a society to become better because it shows you open uh, places of, you guessed it, compromise, where you can shore that up and make it better. I mean, just all of these different little things. And I know that this is not enough time to cover it, but I'm going to leave you with this. To share or to shield means that you need to understand and qualify your information and yourself. First, look at how you emotionally feel about receiving this information. Allow it to marinate, sleep on it. And then once you figure that out, then the next thing is, is you need to make sure that you look at this information and its impact on others. Start to qualify them as to whether they need to know it or it's nice to have or it's something that they should never be exposed to. The next thing is, is take the litmus test of the right to know versus the right to blissful ignorance. And if it would cause more harm to that person, they don't need to know. And then also exercise the option of maybe showing shades of what you share If it's something that can be shared, you don't have to plug them into the fire hose and give them everything, you know. So hopefully this is something that will help you in your life skills of of how to move forward and how to handle more power and and more things. And so guess what? Yep, my time is up. I want to thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Check the show notes and I am going to see you tomorrow. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.